I am Keith Stone. That is George Chapel. This is George and Keith's musings. And there's two things we love, George. I mean, there's lots of things we love, but we yeah. love us, we love us some Seinfeld, and we, we love sure us, do. We love us some sports. That is very true. So you tell me. I guess we're going back into the sports world. Yep. Today and help me out. What does that mean? What are we going to do? Well, we're talking about the greatest sports numbers in Seinfeld history. Wait, wait, wait. Not nope. Sorry about that. Okay. It's the it's the greatest sports numbers from zero to ninety-nine, encompassing all sports. So we're gonna tell you who the greatest athlete was or the most memorable athlete to where each number going from zero all the way up to ninety-nine. And we're gonna so- count back from ninety-nine down. So I can have, if I have like multiple guys that are like number seven, I, I can pick multiple guys. Is that correct? Well, I think we're we're trying to narrow the greatest uh, greatest player to wear each number. Now, some of these numbers are going to be easy. Some of these numbers are going to be be hard because there's some numbers that are that kind of like got the sweet spot of numbers. And there's a lot of great players, but. We'll have, yeah. we'll have to debate it. Uh, I think we're going to agree on some, and we're probably going to disagree on others. But that's I, nothing new for us. I think this list is a is an NFL lineman's dream. Uh, I think so. I think a lot of these guys are going to say that they finally got their their recognition that they've been looking for. So I'm sure they'll be they'll be thanking us. Okay, so we're going okay. backwards. See how many we can get in. I'm not sure. How many episodes this will break down, but we'll go for a half hour or so. Yeah. So I guess there is no 100 that I'm aware of. So go ahead. I guess you can start us off with 99. I, I got one guy, but maybe you've thought of some others. Well, there, there are, okay. So at 99, there are a few good ones. Uh, there's actually even a, a NFL Hall of Famer that's number 99. Uh, but I think with number 99, there can only be one guy. This is kind of the guy that really opened up the high numbers to the rest of the sports world. Wayne Gretzky was a big fan of Gordie Howe, and Gordie Howe will probably show up later on this list, but Gretzky didn't want to take Gordie's numbers, so he just took two of Gordie's numbers, put them side by side, and he became number 99. And I think by far the most memorable number 99 in sports history. Yeah, for sure. And I think what you're going to find out too, is that um, when you get into like from 60, like 59 to 99, you're talking about football players mostly, but there are some hockey players sprinkled in there. Yep. There sure are. Not a lot of baseball or basketball though. So, uh, yep. That's, that's my experience. So, so yeah, the NFL and the NHL are going to love us, uh, early on here. Exactly. So Gretzky is also my number 99. There was no question about that. And interestingly enough, um, he was inducted into the hall of fame in 1999. No way. Really? Perfect. That's and, very, well, it's very he, fitting. Right, and the thing is that he retired in 99. You know, like baseball has a five-year waiting period. Right. And NHL said, screw that. This guy is so great. We're not going to wait at all. 
And we certainly don't want to wait until 2099 to induct him. So we'll, we'll bring him in in 1999. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Okay. So 98, I guess I go first. I yeah. Kinda cheat, I kind of cheated on this one, George. Um, and it's the first of two times that I could be accused of it. But I went, <laughs> I went with a great football player, but he was best known for college. And I okay. Tom Harmon, who was All right. uh, a Heisman Trophy winner at the University of Michigan, and he wore number 98. He played three seasons at, uh, at Michigan, 38, 39, and 40. He had uh, 33 touchdown, 33 total touchdowns, 16 touchdown passes, and he played, there was eight games during his career where he played all 60 minutes. Wow. Well, that, that's, yeah. uh, that's a, a, a fine testimonial. And I, as well, went with Tom Harmon in his college 98 jersey. Um, oh, I'll be down. Yep, okay. yep. So I, no, no cheating there at all. I think, that's, uh, I think college players are certainly uh, open for, the, for this competition. And, uh, yeah, Tom, Tom Harmon, uh, Heisman Trophy. I mean, how many Heisman Trophy winners have worn 98? So I think it's a, he's a fine, uh, fine entry on this list. Well done. Okay, you're up with 97. Okay, okay at number 97, I'm going to thank the NHL here um, because my number 97 uh, was, a, was a really good player. Uh, I remember him most with the Blackhawks. He might have played somewhere. I think he might have played in uh, – Phoenix as well, but it's Jeremy Roenick. Uh, he was just one of those one of those top players back from the '90s uh, that I remember playing. I remember watching the Red Wings play him, and there was that that crazy goof out there with '97. So uh, I don't have a lot more to say about Jeremy Roenick, but he was a fine number '97. So we're we're bragging up all these um, linemen, you know. Oh boy, the NFL linemen are gonna love us. We've got a uh, hockey player. A running back, and then <laughs> I also went with Jeremy Roy. Okay, if you can believe that, he is. Uh, here's something that I did not know, though. He is not in the Hall of Fame. Really? But okay, he is the third highest scoring American in NHL history. He's got 514 goals. Huh. Um Now, did you have? It was hard enough to find a 97. Did, was there another 97 on your list? Because I had. A backup would have been Simeon Rice. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I'm, I remember him. I didn't have a backup. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm, I'm pretty thin up in the, up in these higher numbers. So, uh, okay. I did not have a backup. Okay, so fair enough. Okay. So this might be boring. We might agree all the time, but, um, okay, ninety-six. Finally, uh, defensive lineman. That doesn't get any credit. Uh, I'm going with Cortez Kennedy okay. from the Seahawks. Uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2012. Okay. Um, well, my night, my, this is going to be our, our first uh, our first deviation then. And I, I know that's that's what the fans want. They, the fans want to see us uh, kind of bicker and argue a bit. So maybe we'll get some here. Absolutely. Uh, now, when I was – now, there's no question that Cortez Kennedy is a fine, fine number 96, Hall of Fame and all that. The guy I'm going with is not a Hall of Famer. He, he won't be in the Hall of Fame. 
But I went with him because uh, he was he's just a memorable player for years and years with the Red with the Red Wings. You may recall Tomas Holmstrom, number 96. I swear that guy was camped out in front of the goalie for like 10 straight seasons. He was and he he just got a lot of those those junk goals. He he used to get the crap beat out of him by defensemen and goalies. But he always hung in there and he was he, he'd come up with some big goals and so I'm just going with him. I know it's it's kind of a homer move, and I've got a few Detroit athletes on here that you could say is a homer move. But uh, but but speaking of Holmstrom, they they called him Homie. So uh, so I'm going with Tomas yeah, Holmstrom is 96. All right, fair enough. Who you got at 95? Number 95. I'm going back to the NFL on this one. Uh, a member of what I consider to be the greatest. Uh, NFL team ever assembled defensive end Richard Dent from the Chicago Bears, the Chicago Bears team uh, of the mid 80s. That guy, I just remember him beat the crap out of the Lions twice a year. Every time the Lions would, would play the Bears, Richard Dent was just a tremendous, tremendous defensive end. He's in the Hall of Fame uh, and just a great player, fun to watch, but you, you hated when he was on the other team. Yep, I agree. Um, I have Richard Dent, all those 95. He was uh, in the Hall of Fame 2011 and got inducted. And he was the MVP of that Super Bowl. Yeah. Super Bowl 20, if you, I, if you remember that. I do, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was a great player. Okay, so 94, let's keep the defensive lineman role. Yep. And this is the kind of guy I'm talking about. All right, he's a great player, but come on. He's not the top. 100 athletes that I could put on a list, but I got to put a 94 on there. So I'm going with Charles Haley yeah. from the Cowboys, who uh, was inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2015. Well, I, I as well went with Charles Haley. Uh, you had him. You had him with the Cowboys. You may recall he was with the 49ers as well. He won two Super Bowls with the 49ers and three with the Cowboys. So. I mean, the guy was a five-time Super Bowl champ. So, I mean, just that alone uh, is, is pretty impressive. Um, that is pretty impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, he was he was with those great 49ers teams of the 80s, and then he was with those great Cowboys teams of the 90s. So, every, everywhere the guy went, he was a winner. Okay, I'm going to reconsider. Five rings might put you in the top 100. Yeah, so. yeah. That's... Sorry, Charles, <laughs> you're in. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, 93, I actually finally have at least a couple of guys that I considered for number 93. Um, but I ended up going, uh, back to the, the defensive line in the NFL. Here's another guy that played in the NFC North or the, I don't know if he, maybe it was the NFC central when he played. I can't remember exactly when he played another guy that just beat the crap out of the lions twice a year. John Randall, number 93 from the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, just would eat the Lions up on, on the defensive line. Yep, I went with Randall as well. He's a 2010 Hall of Famer. And it's going to get pretty tiresome, George, if we <laughs> just go through the list of guys who kicked the Lions. <laughs> There's a lot of them. There's going to be more than 100 people. Yeah. Yep. I, okay, although I did consider, I've, i got to at least throw this out, I, I, I considered Doug Gilmore. Uh, of the Maple Leafs is another fine number 93, but uh, I think Randall is, is just a little better. 
And Randall used to paint his face. He had those like big, like they look like icicles or something hanging down from his eyes. Yeah, I, I, I do. Yeah. Okay, now this is the biggest travesty in the definitely in the nineties number. Okay. So ninety two, we've got two huge Hall of Famers, outstanding players, and. Uh, I'm sure we got the same both guys, but I went with Reggie White uh, from those Eagles teams. Yeah, he was in thir- thirteen Pro Bowls and number two all time in sacks, and he was inducted in the Hall of Fame in two thousand six. Yeah, uh, and yeah. There's a, there's another guy, but I might let you talk about him if if you have. Well, another guy. I, actually, I don't. I I also have Reggie White. Uh, not only from the Eagles, but also from the Packers. I think he finally won a Super Bowl with the Packers. Probably the best defensive end to ever play. Um, and and tragically, I, he he died. I think at like forty three or something like that. Very very young, which was was quite quite tragic. But uh, the guy was a, a just a great great, you know, probably the greatest defensive end ever. And they called him. The minister of defense, oh. because he was actually an ordained. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Okay, who so was I, the other ninety-two? I, I I missed him. It is the gap tooth, Michael Shea. Oh, uh, Strahan. Strahan was ninety-two. I forgot. And you would think I'd get him because yeah. the guy is everywhere. He yeah. is. Oh yeah. My gosh, is he yeah. But he's not wearing a big old ninety-two, so you don't. Yeah, him. that's true. Okay. All right, now you, uh, we're probably gonna, I, I, I I promise you folks we're going to start to disagree more as we go through this list but uh number 91 uh it's my second uh, trip to the to the Red Wings. It can only be Sergei Fedorov at 91. Uh in his prime, especially back in the 90s, he was just a, a tremendous player. Uh he was fast, he had a hard slap shot, um one of I think he won an MVP in the in the NHL, but you know, Hall of Famer uh, Sergei Fedorov was just an integral part of those great, great Red Wings teams. So he's my ninety-one. He is my ninety-one as well. Three Stanley Cups, four hundred eighty-three NHL goals. Now you got to keep in mind he played a lot of professional league games in yeah. Europe, mostly in yeah. Russia, and he was uh, NHL Hall of Famer in twenty fifteen. Well, okay, let's bring it to. I'm no, sorry, well deserved. Well deserved. Anyways, go ahead. This brings me to number 90, and this is this is the one that chaps my butt cheeks. <laughs> These, I've got no Hall of Famers at number 90. I've got two guys to choose from, and I'm not excited about either one of them. But so I'm going to choose Neil Smith, who mostly played for the Kansas City okay. Chiefs. Um, he played 13 years, had 105 sacks. Big okay. Well, I've I'm I've got a guy that I'm I'm pretty excited about because I think I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame yet, but I think he has had a Hall of Fame career and will likely be there. But Julius Peppers uh, was also number 90. Uh, played many many years for the Carolina Panthers, and then I think he went to the Bears. I think he spent some time with the Packers. Uh, really, really outstanding uh, defensive lineman. So uh, I think Julius Peppers 
uh, has probably had a Hall of Fame career, I would say. And the guy played. The guy played forever. Oh. He was one of those guys that I was surprised that he played as long as he did. I may have overlooked. Okay. Because my my alternate is Devon Curse, who played mostly with the with Tennessee. Yeah. He played eleven seasons, seventy four sacks. But again, no Hall of Fame for that guy. So maybe because Peppers wasn't a Hall of Famer. He didn't catch my eye. Yeah. So you might you might get me on that one. Okay. All right. Well, I know that the fans out there they're looking for for a little disagreement, so we we got to give them some. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So on into the eighties. Uh, the eighties is you know a lot of we're gonna we're talking a lot of uh, wide receivers, tight end types. Uh, it's heavily populated by the NFL. Uh, as I'm looking through here. I don't think I have a non-football player in here, so let's just let's let's make our way through it. Number eighty-nine. Okay. Well, we'll see. Number eighty-nine, uh, Hall of Fame uh, tight end, who most people remember as a coach, uh, but number eighty-nine was Mike Ditka of the Chicago Bears. Uh, Hall of Fame as a player, Hall of Fame as a coach, uh, and you know, I mean. You know, you know all those all those Bears fans. They're going to go with with Dick every time. So I don't want to argue with those guys. So I got Dick at number eighty nine. So do okay, I. no question about it. No runner up. Yep. Nothing. Now number eighty eight. Uh, it's football, but here you do. What are you What are you going to do? Right now eighty eight, a premier wide receiver. Yes. Number. Um, you could think of those guys. So which which receiver am I going to go with? I'm going to go with. A former uh, Minnesota State Supreme Court justice. Oh, Alan nice Day, one! A, a, a lineman played 15 seasons. He once played. And I know this was well. It was even harder back in the day because those days those helmets were nothing like like the, the plastic ones you bought at camp. Yeah. But he played. He played 218 consecutive games. Oh yeah. yeah. If you that was, he was that. he was one of the purple um, people eaters. Yes, and so um, much like Gretzky, he number eighty-eight made the Hall of Fame in nineteen eighty-eight. Oh, well. um, so, so there's two. There's maybe more. But there's two huge receivers yep. that I won't mention until I let All you. All right. Well, I'm gonna go with one of those huge receivers. Uh, very memorable from the the Super Bowls of the seventies. A uh, member of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Lynn Swan. Lynn Swan is my 88. Uh, the guy made some just tremendous acrobatic catches. Very memorable player. Uh, so Lynn Swan is is my 88. So sorry, Michael Irvin. Uh, and then you're back. Yeah. Right, Michael Irvin. And what's that? You, yeah. you didn't yeah. give him his due. You, you didn't give him his due like he wants. No, sorry, sorry, Mike. I, okay. I'm, I'm going with I'm going with Lynn. Yeah, I see that too. I would, um, I went Alan Page, but I would go Swan and then Irvin for sure. Yeah, because there were so many weapons on those teams. It's hard to know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, 80, 87 is you. Eighty-seven. And obviously, we're going to disagree. Here. Okay. Yeah. Well, eighty-seven. Talking about guys that made memorable catches. Uh, this was not a memorable Super Bowl catch, but it was a memorable catch that got him into the Super Bowl. And any guy who who catches the ball and is just known as the catch 
I got to give number 87, Dwight Clark, the top spot at number 87. Made the big catch against the Cowboys in the 80s uh, in the heyday of the San Francisco 49ers uh, Super Bowl teams. So I got Dwight Clark. Now, is he, and I don't want to put you on the spot here, but here I am going to, is he in the Hall of Fame? Is his stats spectacular? I think it was just that. I mean, it was. I mean, he was. He was good. He was a good player for a long time. I don't know that he was in the Hall of Fame. I'd have to look it up. Uh, But you know, when I'm going through this list, you know, it's it's a it's a play that you've seen a hundred times, and so you've seen that number eighty-seven a hundred times, and that makes him memorable in my book. Yeah. Okay. Good enough. So now you, with your uh, your love of Thomas Holmstrom and. Sergey Fedorov, yep. all things Red Wings. You you weren't going to put this guy on your team in a million <laughs> years. So, but I am a more I'm more woke than you. I guess is what the kids are saying. And so my eighty-seven is oh, Sidney yeah. Crosby. Okay, Sid, Sid the kid. He's yeah. still playing, and he is fifty-sixth all time uh, right now with four hundred sixty-two goals. So I yeah, too, but. Uh, I think I, I, I guess I have to, I have to give you that one. Yeah. I, I guess I, when I was looking through it, I just, I must've had Sid Crosby blinders on because I just didn't even see him in there. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll grant you. He's probably a, a better player in his sport than Dwight Clark was in his, but, uh, but right. Yeah. And plus, you know, Google, Google got ahead of you because hey, this guy searches on all these right wings. Why? I'm not even going to show him Sidney Crosby. Because he's not, he doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't like him. Yeah. Okay. 86. Um, not a lot of great choices. There was a 1990 Hall of Famer. And some people probably don't even heard of this guy. But it's another defensive lineman. And it's Buck Buchanan of the Kansas huh. City Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. I, that one, that one I, I couldn't tell you anything about. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, my 80s. I told you. Yeah. I told you everything I know. Well, my my eighty six. Uh, again, I'm going to memorable Super Bowl performances. This is this is the last time that the Super Bowl was here in Detroit. As a matter of fact, when Heinz Ward, number eighty six of the Steelers, was the Super Bowl MVP. So, uh, and Heinz, he's one of those guys. I always kind of liked him. I think he was a good. Uh, you know, one of those receivers. He could go out there and take a hit. He was he was a tough player. And, uh, you know, Super Bowl MVP, yeah, get, that gets him on my list. So uniform numbers get emblazoned on your brain by that one big. Yeah, it, 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 it creates some, especially these, these high numbers. It kind of creates a, a moment that I remember. So, okay. Fair enough. Okay. okay. You 85. I love this one. I love 85. It, and it's not just because of the, the guy. I just like the little story you can tell along with it. But number 85, this is the guy that played for the, the LA Rams back in you know, the first incarnation of the LA Rams back in the 70s. And even though he had a wide receiver tight end number, he was a defensive end and he was Jack Youngblood. Uh, Jack Youngblood is a, a Hall of Fame defensive end that played many years for the Rams. And the thing I like about him, though, is that he played on the same defense with a guy named Jim Youngblood. They were not brothers, 
but they played on the same team for many, many years. And you may recall back then when two guys had the same name, they would, they would put an initial on their uniform, but because Jack and Jim both started with J they actually had to put each guy's full name on the back of their uniform. So Jack Youngblood's the back of his uniform actually said Jack Youngblood and Jim's actually said Jim Youngblood. So yeah, it was a whole new font. It was like tiny little letters and it just emphasized how big the 85 was on his uniform. So, so Jack Youngblood is my 85. Jack Youngblood is my 85. Now, there was a good runner-up. I don't know if you're aware, but it was from the uh, the undefeated Dolphins. Nick oh, Tonicani yeah. was a number okay. 85. And he was a good player as well. A couple of Hall of Famers. As a matter of fact, they went into the Hall of Fame the same year, 2001. Oh, perfect. Okay. Okay, 19, uh, number 84. Now we're getting back into, I think, offensive numbers. Yep. And uh, two good choices here. Two really, really good choices. And I went with okay. Dan Sharp. Uh, he went, played for the Broncos and the Ravens. 2011 Hall of Famer. And there is another receiver out there that you may have gone with, but I'll let you explain. Well, my 84 form. is a wide receiver who is not Shannon Sharp, but Randy Moss. Uh yeah, Randy Moss mm-hmm. was uh he was just one of those freakishly uh good players. Uh you know, I think he he got accused a lot of times of taking plays off, of not always giving his all. But when when he was at the top of his game, he may be the best receiver ever. He's certainly in the conversation anyways. Um and he had a long career with Vikings and then the Patriots. I think he was with the Raiders for a while. Um I don't think he was 84 with the Raiders though. So I get a, I think he was like 18 or something, but uh, for his time with the Vikings and the Patriots, I'll go with Randy Moss. Okay. Fair enough. I was a, it was a coin flip for me. So I got no, okay. no complaints. Uh, my 83, even, even though you said we're getting up into the offensive line uh, area of the eighties, I'm going back defensive again. And I know you know this guy because when we first met, I know your favorite football team was the Oakland Raiders, and especially those those seventies oh, Oakland yeah. Raiders teams. And they had a, a linebacker on that team uh, called the the Mad Stork, Ted Hendricks, uh, Hall of Fame linebacker mm-hmm. with the Raiders from the nineteen seventies. Is my eighty three? No question, Ted Hendricks. Is hands down the best number yep. 83 of all time. A 1990 Hall of Famer, a proud member of the Silver and Black. And, uh, yep, I love Teddy. Yeah, okay. Uh, 82 is, he had a famous Super Bowl moment yep. early on, going back to the wide receivers. He was a 1973 Hall of Fame induction. So oh, wow. Going, but I went with, Oh, okay. Colts, right? Yeah. Number 82 with the the Baltimore Colts, right? The Colts never left Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Uh, Well, I'm I'm a wide receiver as well and and also kind of a memorable Super Bowl performer. But I'm going back to the Steelers. And my uh, 82 
played opposite Lynn Swan on that great team. But John Stallworth uh, was another fine, fine uh, player. I I can't tell you if he was in the Hall of Fame or not. I, I think he probably should have been. But um, I just I remember him uh, as just a key component uh, of that team. So I got John Stallworth, 82. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Stallworth I think so. was a Hall of Famer. And I, I took points away from him. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, they both, I mean, but Stallworth, they, they both had Hall of Fame quarterbacks thrown to them, right? Either Terry Bradshaw or, or, or uh, uh, Johnny Unitas, but you know, okay, right, all right, 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 81. 80, there's a there's some good 81s out there, uh, good, and with me, you know, I, I like if, if just uh, memorable moments. Uh, ranks high in my ranking for the for this list, and so I'm going. I'm going to be going to be a homer here again, and I'm going to say the greatest 81 of all time was Calvin Johnson. Uh, Calvin Johnson uh, at the top of his game was just freakishly good. Nickname of Megatron, which just tells you everything you need to know about him. The guy was big. He was fast. He was strong. Uh, worked hard. Just made made um he made some catches I still don't know how the hell he how the hell he made them he was fun to watch and unfortunately like uh, Barry Sanders before him he just kind of just couldn't and couldn't play for the Lions anymore he just had to quit the game. Boy George, you're I know. really a homer. Um, I went with a number eighty one from the Lions. Oh, but it wasn't Megatron. It was it was Dick oh, wow. Lane, who played way back in the day, but he was a, he's a Hall of Famer from 1974. But uh, that dude, you know, I never saw him play, obviously, but uh, he was legendary. He was great. Now, what did you have other 81s, or were you blind? Uh, I, I, I I did have Terrell Owens. I thought you know he was another one of those guys that put up great great numbers. Uh, never really cared much no. for the guy though. I, you know, kind of a, he was like the quint quintessential wide receiver prima donna. So, so I, and so I took points away from him for that. So, you know, I'd, I'd rather have Calvin Johnson on my team okay. than Terrell Owens. Fair enough. Um, the other, and the other 81. Oh yeah. Kyle another pe purple people leader. Oh, yeah. Correct. Correct. Well, okay, George, we're going to wrap up here with okay. number 80. So, yeah, nice even number. And, okay, I have some that I've got asterisk here. That's, that Gretzky was one, and this is the next one on my list, of no <laughs> doubt, don't tell me about any other numbers. There's only one guy, and number 80. I, I'm runs. with you. Um. 2010 Hall of Famer, and that yep. dude was the best. Uh, yeah, there, there, I don't know what you can say. He's got like every career receiving record there is. Uh, the guy played forever. Granted, yeah, and, and again, had a Hall of Fame quarterback thrown to him. Uh, but, you know, he had a couple Hall of Fame quarterbacks thrown to him. But that's, you know, that's, but, you know, he's, they're one, they're, he's one of the reasons that they are Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Um, yeah. Well, I think so. I think. 
I think that's Steve Young. Yeah, yeah, Jerry Rice. He played forever. He played – I mean, wide receivers rarely play – on past, you know, into their thirties, he was still playing when he was in his forties at a, at a pretty decently high level. So yeah, there, there can be no other 80 other than Jerry Rice. Absolutely. So I'm surprised. I thought we'd bust through these bums. Uh, we've been <laughs> at number 50, nope. but we're not. So there's enough to say about these guys. We've bullshitted our way through pretending that we know absolutely on these guys. So it's good. So I think we'll get much, much, much harder. I agree. That was, but, but nice, to, good discussion, I think. Yep. So that's 80 through 99. I'm sure we'll probably be back next week. We'll jump right back and yep. get a 20 more. And uh, you can let Sounds us know good. what you think about that. Until then, it's George and Keith. All right, man, you too. Take care of yourself, buddy.